Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always, and we're staying busy down here in Florida at Health Masters, bringing you guys the highest quality supplements we possibly can. We actually had some cool weather finally. It wasn't 90 degrees yesterday, uh, or today, which is nice, and uh, so yeah, we're taking care of everyone. If you need anything, give us a call or stop by, as always, 1-800-726-1834, and be sure to check out the website as the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate, which was on sale for the last week. It now it looks like it's been um, overturned with the D3 10,000 K2s. We change every Wednesday. So the D3 10,000, one of our flagship immune system products, is incredibly good to keeping the body strong and resilient, maintain a healthy immune system. That will be going on sale today as product of the week. And also, too, be sure to check out the super sale on the ultimate multiple powder that we got in stock right now. That's one of our top-tier products we have. It lasts a really long time when you actually look at the dosage on it especially for a family. I know multiple people that, you know, have two, three, four people in their family and they can use a can, especially if they're not going through a crazy amount of it. A can will last them an entire month. And so again, it's a fantastic product. Works really good. I get great feedback on it. It has been for years. It's on sale right now for over 15% off for a very short while, the beginning of this month. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And starting off in news, this is something that's interesting. You guys know yesterday I talked about Dr. Robert Malone and a few other experts who were discussing how the COVID shot needs to be fully recalled because of the previously undisclosed DNA sequences in it that is being left behind and simply that it's a major concern from the Simeon 40 virus DNA sequence in the Pfizer biotech shot. And it's a serious problem. And now Pfizer has responded and stated that they are not going to require the COVID vaccine or any other shots to come off the market. The agency spokesperson told the Epic Times via email she said, and I quote, with over a billion doses of the RNA vaccines administered, no safety concerns related to the sequence or amount of residual DNA has been identified. With regard to the FDA-approved RNA vaccines, available scientific evidence supports the conclusion that they are safe and effective. The FDA, however, did not provide any evidence to back its position whatsoever. The email came in response to 10 questions about the inclusion of the Simeon 40 DNA sequence in the shot. Epic Times now submitted a freedom of information query to try to unlock when the FDA learned about the sequence and from whom, as the FDA has now denied expedited processing for the request, claiming that they are not, it is not a compelling need to quickly provide the information. Yes, there's a very compelling need, but they don't want anybody to know a lot of this stuff. This is why it's been buried. This is why any drug or vaccine that has ever rolled out of the market takes years to get approval years to actually go to market and be injected or be ingested by an actual individual consumer years most vaccines take three to five years and those are the ones that are actually toxic and have problems and it takes them three to five years to get to market this covid shot took 90 days with virtually no significant clinical trials whatsoever that lasted long term yet here we are now years later and yet the fda is still sandbagging trying to act like they have no idea what's going on and using the <laughs> The old phrase now that I make so many jokes about, it's the scientific evidence supports it's safe and effective. No, it doesn't. There is no evidence to provide anything showing that it's safe and especially not effective at doing anything other than basically making people unbelievably sick. Just something I thought I would throw out there. Also, too, in other news now, this is interesting, is the FBI director just had a meeting as far as uh, told members of Congress yesterday 
that essentially this Hamas-Israel war could spark attacks on targets within the United States and inspire ISIS-like threats. Now, if you listen to what somebody says long enough, they'll tell you what their true intentions are. Now, we know for the last two years now, we've had literally the the hot Krispy Kreme donut sign on at the border. Every single manner of individual from the entire world is starting to descend on this country. There's videos, and I'll post it on the website today, from the Rainford Report. This guy's been an independent journalist for a long time, and he's posted all these videos and photos. He went down to the border as a journalist and essentially been researching what's going on. He said the level of what's happening down there is apocalyptic. And he's posting real photos, not the crap they keep posting on CNN, real photos of what's going on. And literally the tens of thousands of people that are at the border getting in, walking around, still coming. And what's interesting about this is here's the crazy part. He addressed this and the photos speak for themselves. Probably 90 percent, I would say 80 to 90 percent of all the imagery that I've seen now in the videos that I've seen are all young age males. I'm not seeing four- and five-year-old children. I'm not seeing swaths of mothers with children. I'm not seeing old you know, grandmas and grandpas. It's 80 to 90% young 20-year-old males. There's another video that popped up, and they were questioning what in the world, why there's – they interviewed these guys. They couldn't speak English. They were trying to get an interpreter. They're all from Africa. They're all like 18, 19, 20, 22-year-old guys, all of them from Africa, cannot speak English. And he goes, how would you guys get over here? Oh, we, we, you know, we jumped on a boat and came over here. So you guys just showed up from Africa to the southern border. That's That was the big claim to fame. And essentially, yeah, that's what's happening. Syrians and Africans are overwhelming the border alongside many other individuals. So when you have the FDA director coming out now and saying this, they're letting everybody know what they're about to do. They're setting up something here in the United States with these groups so they can use as a false flag to continue to go to war. Because remember, anytime the economy starts to downturn, we always go to war. This is always what happens every single time. War never comes when everybody's fat and happy and the markets are exploding with growth The money's being injected into it. It usually doesn't happen that way. When the economy downturns, they need a distraction, and they need a way to start pumping more money and redirecting it. And the easiest way to do that is another conflict. This is why you've seen this conflict in Ukraine has been going on since 2014. A lot of people fail to realize that. It's been going on for almost 10 years. That's why I told you my buddy that was over there and was traveling with his wife for almost two weeks. He said the major cities aren't getting shelled. So he's not running around, you know, basically having everybody, you know, getting in gunfights in the middle of every major street. He said economy's booming over there in a lot of parts of it. He said he hears about these skirmishes and these border fights that are going on, the eastern border. He said he didn't see anything. He was over there for two weeks. And I said, That's interesting. He goes, Yeah. So he goes, So what the hundred and fifty plus billion dollars we're sitting over there is going to who knows what, because we've already told you guys what's happening with this. But So again, understand what they're telling everybody, and as my opinion, I told you guys yesterday, it's kind of a heads up. There's definitely something going on behind the scenes right now, just like that strange incident that happened in that Colorado amusement park over the weekend, where this guy is found in the bathroom dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound with an AR and a pistol and all these mags and body armor and Kevlar helmet and IEDs and just bizarre and they find him in the bathroom stall with a gunshot wound to his head. So, I mean, this kid went around and got ghost guns with no serial numbers and built IEDs and got all this armor and bought thousands of rounds of ammunition to go in the woman's bathroom and shoot himself in the head. 
come on, guys. There's something they're cooking up right now. That's why it's make sure you're being strong, you're being vigilant, you're also taking care of your body and staying as healthy as you can. What do you think, Dad, and how are you doing this morning? You know, Austin, I'm doing great, great opening. There's a movie out with Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. If it wasn't Robert Duvall, uh, maybe Robert Duvall. It was called Open Range, and it was an older movie. It's probably 20 years ago. And it's 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 about a bunch of people that were driving cattle across the West, and they were mad because there were fences and free grazers and all this other kind of stuff. And there was this guy from Ireland, and he had bought the sheriff. He had all this money and all this land and all these cattle. And I remember he basically brings you know Robert Duvall, and he brings in you know Kevin Costner into the sheriff's office because they want they want them off their land as free grazers. And he tells him he goes, well you know some drovers came through here you know a few years ago and. And they ended up getting shot, and their cattle got stampeded and you know and, and, and dissipated. And he goes, "We don't want that to happen to you." And Kevin Costner, you know, he walked outside. He said to Duvall, "He goes, he's just told us what he's planning on doing. He's basically going to stampede our cattle. He's going to try to kill us." And so, you know, if you he said, "If you listen closely, they'll tell you what their intent is." And I've seen that so many times in my own life. We're not going to arrest you for this. But they plan on arresting the person for that. Uh, we're, if you tell us the truth about this, we're not going to do this to you. But the intent is they're going to do this to you because the police have been told and they continue to lie about you know doing investigations. And they're not going to put you in jail. We're going to let you go. You're just going to need to tell us the truth. I had a friend of mine. His son basically was running wild when he's like 16, 17 years old, and he stole the laptop. My friend, being a good father, called the police up and said, look, my son has his laptop. I want to bring him in. We want to turn the laptop back in. I said, don't worry about it. We're not going to arrest him and charge him with a felony as an adult if you bring the laptop back. And my friend said, okay. As they brought the laptop back, immediately the child, the child was arrested with charge with a felony and charged as an adult. Oh, yeah. So listen very, very carefully with what people say, and they'll give you their intent of what their long-term goal for you is going to be. I've seen it over and over and over again. So when they tell you that we're going to have false flags and operations all over the United States, like Operation Gladio, remember, the CIA did Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. Let me, let me scale this back for one second for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. After World War II, a German general named Gellum came to the CIA, it was the OSS at that point, and said – we want to carry on operations against communism in Europe, and we want to set off bombs and make people hate communism and blame it all on the communists. That was Operation Gladio. It wreaked havoc in Italy particularly because Italy was already leaning towards a communist dictatorship and a fascist government. And so they ran around blowing things up. For years this went on, and the CIA, the OSS, MI6, Mossad wasn't around by then, wasn't there yet. But you know, I'm sure agents of the Rothschild, because you know, that's all, all, all Israel is, and it's a fiefdom of the Rothschild banking empire. And all Mossad is, is the private security force of the Rothschild banking empire, period. And so when you understand who these people are and what they do, you start to see this print they make. And then they did Operation Condor. They did the same thing to destabilize the governments in South America. You guys look at all of Operation Gladio, Operation Condor. And they did the same thing in South America to destabilize governments in which the government came in and overthrew all of these different organizations and, and you know, and, 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 you know, and presidents and everything else in, from the United States, from our CIA. And that happened with Operation Condor. In fact, Paul Williams wrote a book on it. It's called, it's called basically uh, Operation Gladio, the unholy alliance between the CIA, the Vatican, and the mafia. And you need to, everybody needs to read that book, Paul, Paul Williams. He's, I've had him on as a guest several times on the show. Once we understand that this is how it works and that these governments are behind the scenes doing all of this stuff, you better pay attention to when they say 
we are going to have sleeper cells wreak havoc on us. Now, when they start giving you specific dates, that's just fear porn. Don't believe the dates. It's going to happen December the 1st. Remember a couple of months ago, we're going to have this giant Internet thing. and This, 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 this crisis is going to go off at 1.30 in the afternoon, and all of us are going to be changed with graphene oxide, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Remember that? We told you guys there's nothing to that. It's a lie. They don't give you the dates. Okay, but They don't do that because they don't want you to prep. So whenever you hear a date, it's a lie, period. That's just it's, it's a lie. It's, it's, it's basically counter intel that's going out, and it's disinformation, pure propaganda to scare you. Don't allow yourself to go there. We are not going to have a nuclear war with Russia. It is not going to happen. We're not going to have a nuclear war with China. It's not going to happen. The entities that run this holographic planet that we live in, this realm that we live in, they don't want a bunch of nukes going off. It ain't, it's not going to happen. All right. So always remember that. Now, we may have isolated events of a dirty bomb, which may or may not even be a dirty bomb with more lies. We may have isolated events of certain things happening like we see in Ukraine. But then there is no wide scale war in Ukraine. That was a giant weapons laundering scheme to push these weapons and anti-tank aircraft, all these other types of weapons and all these third world countries, including Yemen, which is now wanting to bomb Israel. All of this stuff is happening as we speak. So all of these people out there that are doing this behind the scenes, it's the machinations of the new world order. That's what this is. Always remember that. So don't allow yourself to get involved with the fear porn. Don't allow yourself to get involved with imprecatory prayers. The people that want to pray imprecatory prayers are always angry. They're not walking in love. You wonder if they're even Christians. The way they scream and yell and holler and carry on and always mad about stuff. Imprecatory prayers is basically using witchcraft to curse people, period. You know, we're not going to have an invasion of Chinese troops into the United States or Russian troops. Now, we could have – this could happen. We could have civil war unrest happen to the United States, and the United States could ask NATO to come in and to help quell the dissonance that we have in the United States. But remember, the United States would have to ask that because the Treaty of Westphalia forbids another country from entering into a, a country's civil war unless the country has asked, asked somebody else to come in like Lincoln did with the Hessian soldiers that came in out of Germany during the civil war. All of this stuff we need to be aware of that happens on an ongoing basis in our country is being foretold and broadcast by these people who are telling you what they're going to do and saying, well, that's not going to happen except for the people that are pushing out fear porn. Don't allow yourself to walk in fear. We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind through Christ Jesus. Fear is an energy field that feeds the demons and these other entities on the other side of the veil. That's why they push it. It's like they have a giant net, and they're trawling the entire planet to pull this energy out of this earth to feed themselves. And the more fear... The more hatred, the more bitterness, the more anger, the more conceit, all of that feeds them. That's why they constantly push this stuff in the media. The more abortion feeds them, the more anger feeds them, all, the, more, the, the more threatening World War III feeds them. So when you go to a website and all it's talking about is World War III, World War III, World War III, you got to ask yourself a question. Is that website really worth going to and really worth getting all scared about? I had a good friend of mine. She's a lady, and her name's Teresa. And she told me years ago. She said, you know, because she had, she had, she had, we're good friends with she. She was good friends with me and Sharon. Uh, Teresa's husband had died years ago, and when we we basically became friends. And, and what was interesting, she said she had to stop watching and listening to a lot of this stuff because it was just causing her to be scared. This is no good. 
You can't do that. I tell you here this morning that we're in covenant with the Most High God. We're in covenant with Jesus through his blood. And through his blood, we can do all things through him who gives us strength, period, including standing against this onslaught of these weirdos in this new world order. We have to maintain that composure. We don't have to walk in fear. We don't need to run around cursing people in Jesus' name in precatory prayers. That's really been forbidden by the Sermon on the Mountain with Jesus in the New Testament. So why would a person who claims to be a Christian push this stuff? I don't know. All I know is I'm not going to do it. I'm going to walk in love. I'll pray they get exposed. I'll pray their plans fail. I'll pray all that. I'm not cursing them in Jesus' name. Not going to do it. Not here. Not now. Not ever. Period. So understand that that we're to be out there as disciples of Jesus, walking in love. It says they will know you because you love one another. They will know you because of the love that we have one for another. I love you guys. I really prayed for you guys last night. I mean, I mean, I really had a good prayer time last night for you guys. And I, and I just, and I really love it. I was on with Jeff Rents last night and, uh, you know, we did a Halloween horror night show about some other stuff that we don't really talk about on this show. It's funny, but the reality was, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we're all part of the same family. I'm in covenant with God through Christ in a blood covenant, which makes all of you who believe in Jesus my brothers and sisters in Christ, period. And that's how I see it. I can't pick my real family as far as my blood family, as far as my sisters or my brothers or anything like that. That was kind of given to me at birth by no choice of my own. But I pick you, my listeners, as part of my family. Yesterday, I had to, I had to call several people back. They sent me a, an email at askdrtedb at yahoo.com. And they said, can you please call us? And I said, sure. And I picked up the telephone and I called them. Now, if I call you and you don't answer and I get, you know, just get voicemail, I'm just going to leave you a message. And I'm not going to keep trying to call you over and over and over again. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to play phone tag. I don't have time for that. But I try to do the best I can answering those emails. Now, it may take me a couple of weeks. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to answer your email within 10 minutes. But the reality is, is that I try my best to do what I tell people I'm going to do. It's what I've always done my entire life. That's why I was voted by my senior class in high school most dependable because I'm always going to be here for you. and I'm always going to pray for you. and I'm always going to ask God to continue to bless you and keep you and allow his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and to grant you grace, mercy, hope, prosperity, companionship, love, and resolve, and for you to stand your ground. We will not walk in fear on this show. I refuse to. Why would I, Ted Brower, or why would you walk in fear when you're in covenant with Jesus Christ who made the heavens and the earth through him, all things are held together, the son of the most high God, and you can go boldly into the throne of grace, and you can ask God and petition him for whatever you'd like to have because of what Christ did for you. Why would you possibly walk in fear? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Now. Why would you? What, what in the world could be more powerful than that? Does that mean we have to sit at home and just you know, wait for things to show up at the door and not go out and reach out and try to grab things? The Bible says the kingdom of God has been advancing since the beginning of time, and the force will men lay hold of it. Well, that means that you got to go out and do something. Two principles of life that can never be broken. Prayer, debate, abait, work. That's what you do. You do what you need to do, keep your family alive, keep your family fed, and you pray. You pray like it's all up to God, and you work like it's all up to you. And you don't walk in fear. And you tell your friends the truth about what's going on. You warn them. You say, look – you probably don't want to get a booster shot. That was a bad vaccine. You probably don't want to do any of that if you haven't done it. These are bad vaccines. These are bad products. Because a lot of people, they walk in fear all the days of their life, and they never stop to think. Just maybe they don't have to do that. 
when they're gonna look back on their lives and they they're gonna have the would'ves and the should'ves and could'ves. They're gonna go, gosh, I would have, I should have, I should have done that. Man, I, I would have done that. I, man, I could have done that. Don't be that person. The would'ves and should'ves and could'ves. Don't, don't. You don't want to live like that. Do everything that you can possibly do while you're here, while you're still above ground, you're still breathing air, because that's our goal here, isn't it? To bring honor and glory to God in all that we do, and all that we think, and all that we and all that we say. Now, yeah, you know, I want to say something here too. I want I want to talk about this whole thing with, you know, with with, with what's happening now in, in in the United States. You know, it's no longer correct at this point to refer to any Western government as a democratic republic. You know, all these Western governments now are basically turning into tyrannies. You know, the era of freedom in the West is over. The false flag of tag 9-11, which is what it was, was used to launch the neoconservative wars in Israel's behalf of the Middle East. More important fear of Muslim terrorists has been used to set aside constitutional protections such as habeas corpus and due process and to implement the other inroads into liberty such as the Patriot Act and the mass warrantless NSA spying on American citizens. This is an article from Paul Craig Roberts. Today you can be arrested in Germany, France, and the UK for waving a Palestinian flag. In the US, the exercise of free speech gets you canceled and fired. Only approved opinions can safely be stated. The facts simply do not matter. Other narratives have triumphed over truth. The destruction of liberty began long, long, long ago. You know, we see that the, 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 the false charges against Trump, the imprisonment of over a thousand people who used their First Amendment right to protest the theft of the 2020 election for President Trump. Hardly anyone believes the charges against Trump, not even Democratic prosecutors, judges, or Justice Department members of Congress. What is more important to them is destroying their hate object, the hates of no concern. This is being used, and I'm adding this to this article now. This is being used to cause further and further and further division right now. In the United States, as far as breaking us apart, Dr. Reiner Filmick, the distinguished German human rights activist, was led a large group of medical scientists and attorneys for several years preparing a lawsuit on behalf of the millions of people who died or were injured as a result of the COVID vaccine. This has annoyed big pharma and their stooges and governments who are then complicit to the crime of mandating the injection of billions of people in substances that are life threatening. Efforts to discredit asylum, Dr. Filmick, were soon underway, and a judge convicted him last May of insulting people in order to pay a large sum that exceeded 2,100 euros. Thus, the German court established the principle that free speech can be insulting and being punished. And I covered this a few weeks ago while traveling with his wife to Mexico. Their passports were lost or stolen. On October the 13th, they, sent to, they went to the German embassy in Mexico to have them replaced, unaware that a warrant had been issued in Germany for Filmick. All of this stuff is happening all over the world as we speak continually. And when we stop and we look at it, we kind of stop and go, well, this isn't okay. But remember, remember Deagle's 2025 population nightmare unfolding, the depopulation nightmare? Now we're starting to see a correlation with shocking quadruple vaccinated mortality rates surging. Wait a minute. On April of 2021, the magnetic intelligence firm Deagle.com quietly raised its staggering 2025 global depopulation forecast, a document forecasting a dramatic decline in populations of key countries like the United States, Kingdom, and Germany. This drastic prediction, which vanished from the public eye after garnering huge attention during the alleged COVID pandemic, has been shrouded in whispers and theories only to resurface amid startling new health data. The latest official government figures suggest an alarming pattern. Significantly higher mortality rates of vaccinated individuals, duh, compared to the unvaccinated, duh, echoing the ominous tones of Deagle's predictions. But what's even more concerning is that the disparity in mortality rates increased tenfold the more COVID vaccines that age group was given. This means we are now seeing quadruple vaccinated teenagers up to 318% more likely to die than their unvaccinated teenagers. 
wait a minute. Yep, that's what it is. These numbers are stark, and we have to understand it. Is this the population destruction that they're going to do? Is this how they're going to kill us all? Is this what they're going to do to make us all compliant with their wishes? Are they going to basically be in a situation? Are we going to be in a situation that we don't know what to do anymore as far as these people that have been vaccinated? The problem is going to be probably going to be yes. And it happens all the time when you see it. You know, it's just, you know, it's amazing to me that we're in a situation that we really don't understand. Another 50 year old who was basically involved and had been involved with, had been Eva Ligoria's husband, has now dropped dead from a massive heart attack. We're seeing this all over. The problem is the media won't put the correlation together because the media who owns the pharmacia corporations that have poisoned us are also owned by the doggone same Kabbalists, Luciferians, synagogues, Satan bankers. They're not going to talk to you on the news about what's really happening and why people are dying. They're going to continue to lie because they don't want the liability exposure from all of this stuff. That's what we have going on right now in the world. That's who we are as far as Christians. We're the ones that are supposed to be out here broadcasting the truth, not fear but in love. To let people know that we are awake and we are going to stand our ground and we are not going to allow them to put a muzzle on us like they do with those stinking masks. You know what really – I'm going to say it. You know what really pisses me off with the mask stuff? This really this, – this, this, this irks me, and forgive my language if that offended you, but here's what it does. It showed them that you, the people of the United States and the people of the world who don't listen to this show, who aren't awake, who basically have the ability to learn but they refuse to, were willing to muzzle yourselves and put a mask on and walk around like some kind of weirdo in a mask, putting a mask on in your car while you're driving around by yourself. What in the world is wrong with people today? They simply no longer are able to think because their IQs have been dropped through the floor by fluoride and chemicals in the water and chemicals in the environment. And with lead and mercury and all the other crap they spray on us, people don't think. They muzzled us like dogs in a kennel, and we sat there as a collective group of people, and we allowed it to happen. Not on this show. I mean, gosh, Austin and I were thrown out into the hallway, and him with a broken hand you know, two years ago when he fell and broke his hand in the hospital because we refused to wear a mask in the hospital. And they put us in the hallway. You have to sit in the hallway. You can't sit with us, peasant. Get out. And they did. They put us in the hallway, which promptly got the attention of the supervisor, who promptly walked off and through as we get out of the hospital in 30 minutes instead of four hours. We did that. We refused. When we went to the county board meeting and we protested them making we're children, we refused to wear a mask when we walked in. But how many other people did? I know you guys did, the ones listening to the show. And I just said no. And that's why we did that. We did it not because the masks were that dangerous, though they can definitely cause problems with CO2 buildup and bacterial contamination and lungs and pneumonia. They can do that. We did it to make a point go back. How about no? How about hell no? We're not going to put up with this crap, and we're not going to listen to you to tell us what to do. How about we did that? And how about you can't force us to wear a muzzle like a dog in a kennel? And forget my language today, but I got kind of aggravated with all this this morning because I've been talking to people all morning about the vaccines and the masks and the mandates and all the rest. And now we're talking about the Deagle forecast and we're talking about what the CIA is doing with Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. And they're telling us they are going to start these false flags all over the United States. Well, here's my point I made with one of my friends the other day. Russia's going to come and invade us. My response was good luck. Good luck with 200, 300 million guns in the United States and hundreds of millions of rounds of ammunition to the people and the patriots of the United States of America. Good luck. No country in the world has the stupidity levels necessary to try to invade the United States of America with the weapons that we have here in the civilian population. Nobody. 
That's why Japan wouldn't invade us. They still be an American high mind, every blade of grass. We're not doing that. Can't do that. And this is the fear they put out. Now, if they take away our Second Amendment rights and we relinquish those and we voluntarily give up our rights, like Donald Trump allowed ATF to do with bump stock fire guns and all the rest of it. If we allow that to happen and we give up our rights willingly, then we deserve what happens to us. But by golly, I can say this for me and my household and me and my family. I shall serve the most high God all the days of my life. I will not walk in fear and I will always protect my ones that I love and my family to my own demise. And I can go to be with heaven with Sharon. That's how I look at it. All of you listen to me. We have rights as human beings. They're unalienable rights given us by God, by God Almighty himself, not by the Constitution of the American population. The Constitution now is being completely ridiculed and torn apart by so many people in the United States. Those rights were given us by God, and we're going to stand on those rights, Austin. What do you think, my friend? Oh, man, you're spot on. That was excellent. You nailed it. Yes. And this is what I repeatedly have told people over the years is that rights are only maintained when they're demanded to be respected. Just because somebody puts something down on a piece of paper and said, this is my right now. You have to abide by it. You have to respect it. Okay. Someone walks up and goes, no, I don't like that right. I'm going to take it. Oh, all right. We, you can have it. I thought you were going to respect my right, but all right. You can, you can have my right now. I'll give it to you. It's no longer right. You relinquished it. You gave it up. You gave up that cup. It's gone now. And that's what so many people, I think, failed to realize during COVID. And now, I, as what I told everybody years, years through that whole incident, people were calling me and asking me what to do. And I was helping them, tons of people getting religious exemptions. They asked me, I said, dude, push back. I said, like I told you the other day, I said, you know, one paddleboarder goes out in the ocean, they arrest him. 500 paddleboarders went out in the water. They could have done anything. They could have done nothing. They would have sat there and done nothing about it. Because people stood up in aggregate. Look at what now just happened last week. The New York State Supreme Court acknowledged that being vaccinated against COVID-19 does not stop people from transmitting the virus and ordered all New York City employees who lost their jobs for not complying with the vaccine mandate to be reinstated with back pay. This is on Fox News in the last week. The court found that being vaccinated, and I quote, being vaccinated did not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. The claim that Eric Adams claimed earlier this year, the administration basically was going to force people to get the shot or else they're going to be terminated, was illegal. The New York City fired roughly 1,700 employees for being unvaccinated early 2021 through 2022 after the city adopted a vaccine mandate from former Mayor Bill de Blasio. And now what they're saying is how this judge, basically this federal judge is ordering the city, the city of New York City now has to come back in now and actually either rehire them and give them back pay or simply give them back pay. This, this is crazy because this is a 22-page opinion, and the court sees no rational basis for not allowing unvaccinated classroom teachers and amongst a to me admitted population of unvaccinated students. The mandate that went effect from October 21st until February 2023, during which time thousands of teachers and other Department of Education employees across the country were fired for not willing to get the vaccine. And May was announced the New York State Department of Health would be dropping its vaccine requirements for healthcare workers after legal challenges to the mandates. However, still so many people had already been terminated. And what's interesting about this is now this is such a strong statement because in the New York State 
Supreme Court proclamation with this judge, he quotes, and I said, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. What we said from the very beginning when I told everybody about it, that this whole thing was a total sham. Guys, they had to change the definition of the vaccine on the CDC website. If a vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting something, it doesn't build an immunity from getting a virus. It doesn't make your body elicit an immune response to protect it and build a immunity, hence the term immunization. If it doesn't stop you from having symptoms and getting sick, it doesn't prevent you from dying. It doesn't do anything whatsoever. It doesn't stop you from contracting or transmitting it. It cannot be a vaccine or immunization. It does not fall in the clinical definition category of that. They knew that. That's why they went in and literally rechanged the definition of a vaccine on the CDC website so they could get away with this mandate. And this judge now said, no, this is it. You guys backpay all these people. You want to fire them for not getting a shot that they didn't want to do? You can't force people to get a shot that they don't want that did not work. It's illegal. And again, that's why I told so many people to push back, to stand up, to hold your head up high and say, listen, no, I'm not going to comply with this nonsense. It's funny because I had a buddy that stopped by last night and I was, we were talking about certain, certain things as far as with COVID and all the stuff we've also seen now just over the last year where everybody just jumps on the bandwagon of the current thing. Whatever the media tells them to jump on, they jump on. And they say, how high? Oh, we're we're not we're pro Israel now to bomb everybody. Oh, oh okay, I'm pro Israel. Oh, we're pro Ukraine. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm pro Ukraine now. Oh, I'm 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 pro COVID. Oh, I'm pro lockdowns. Okay, I'm, I'm pro lockdown. Whatever they're told to follow, whatever they're told to think, they do it without question. That's psychological conditioning. They've done this on purpose of the, this generation. And the issue we're going to run into is this next generation that's behind us. Oh gosh, this is going to be interesting to watch because you've got. This Gen Z group now that's raising these kids, that they're already so inept and so soft, it's embarrassing. And yet they're coming out now and basically coming out with this ideology of, oh, well, if my five-year-old son wants to do gender transition, that's okay. It's, it's his right to do so. And, oh, you, you can't say this word now and you can't say that word. And we can't do this and we can't do that. It's all about softening the generation after generation so that at virtually a point in time, the generation's not even going to want to hold a firearm. You know, I was talking to a younger individual a while back ago, and they were kind of having they were they were they're pro gun, but they were kind of having this soft debate with me about it. And they said, "Well, you know, you should really at some point people should have to have a mental evaluation to you know own a firearm." And I said, "Well, who does the mental evaluation? Physicians, doctors?" And they said, "Well, yeah." And I said, "What happens when the primary the major primary groups that do that are told who and when?" They tell not to basically – they're not psychologically fit. So what do you mean? I said, well, obviously we see the corruption that's going on with the FDA, the corruption that's going on with the pharmaceutical companies, the corruption that's going on with the hospitals and the doctors and all this stuff during COVID. So we understand the corruption is very real. We can agree on that. So what happens when that corruption goes into the favor of preventing people from being able to legally own a firearm? I said, firearms are nothing. They're a piece of metal piece of polymer, something you can sit on your desk as a paperweight, just like a set of brass knuckles or a samurai sword or a baseball bat. It's an innate object. It just sits there. It doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't have legs. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have a circulatory system. It doesn't have a soul. It's just there. It's just an object sitting there. And I said, 
what happens if we got rid of all the firearms? I said, well, if we could get rid of all the firearms in the entire world, everything would stop. I said, really? I said, how'd that work when there were no firearms and everything was bow and arrow? And you had these guys that were straight operators. They could run 30, 40 arrows in their quiver. They literally could shoot 15 to 20 arrows in a matter of seconds. They were so fast. I mean, boom, 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 boom. Eye socket shots, everyone. That's how, that's how accurate those operators were back in the day with bows and arrows. Do you, know, do, you, do you know how effective if somebody was that trained, they went into a room with bow and arrow like that, 20, 30, 40, 50 people, and they were that accurate? You know what they could do with that? So that's a valid point. I said, whoa, 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 get rid of bows and arrows. We're going back to clubs. We're going back to ball hammers, you know, and ball chain swings with spikes on them. We're going back to axes. We're going back to clubs with nails through them. We go that. We start walking in somewhere with a baseball bat with, you know, 18 nails through it. You start doing some nasty work with that too. I said, human beings, there's an inherent evil that's on this planet. You have to decide whether or not you want to go to that side or you want to go to the side of Christ and the side of light. The weapon of choice is just an object. It has nothing to do with the actual skill that's happening with that individual or with the actual action that's happening with that individual. It's just what they choose to do. Some be, some may be more efficient than others. And I said, the problem is when you start saying you can't own a firearm, but all these other individuals can, you can't own a firearm, but all these cartel members can, you can't own a firearm, but ATF can sell 2,500 accidental losses to the Mexican drug cartel, including 50 caliber rifles. I said, you realize that it doesn't work. The only people that end up getting hurt are the law-abiding citizens. I said, so the concept of getting rid of firearms and the concept of restricting firearms through mental background checks for everyone doesn't work either. I said, it's pretty much a Pandora's box that's open now with firearms, and there is no putting it back in. So you've got to make do with what you want, and there's inherent violence that will always be here, and there's inherent dangers and threats that will always be here, and you have to decide how you're going to handle them. Are you going to be a victim? Are you going to play the victim card? I don't, I don't want to hear you that. I want to live in my little world. I don't know anything's happening right now. Nothing bad is happening right now whatsoever. I'm living in my little world. Or you could sit there and say, no, there is evil out there. There is depravity. There is darkness out there beyond anything most people understand. Are you going to be prepared for it when darkness and evil shows up? Are you going to stand for it? Are you going to look it in the eye and say, all right, let's do this. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. Or are you going to sit back and you can pretend it doesn't exist and you're going to just put another dog muzzle on your face, sit in the corner, stand six feet apart, and keep getting shots? That's a decision everybody has to make. Now, in this country, I think we're having a massive turning because so many people now are really starting to wake up to what's happening. So many people are starting to ask me questions about things and starting to really become inquisitive about what's currently happening right now because everything is getting so strange so fast. But again, that's why. We have to have the ability to speak freely and ask questions. If I come up to somebody and they're in a position of authority and I say, why are we doing this? Why, why, why is this happening right now? Well, you, no, 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 no. You don't, I'm telling you what to do. You don't ask questions. Well, no, you're, you're a public figure. You're basically here elected. You're being paid by my tax dollars. I can ask you any question I want. I was talking to a buddy the other day. He got a seatbelt ticket down here in Florida, seatbelt ticket. He was working construction, and uh, he was leaving the church that they were working construction at, literally leaving the church, was pulling out, went to the stop sign, and was putting his seatbelt on as he was driving, and basically local PD lit him up. Lit him up. I mean, he was right around the corner, lit him up, and walks up to the window. The guy's already got a seatbelt on already. He was putting it on as he was driving. And the cop asked him, he goes, I saw you didn't have your seatbelt on when you left that parking lot. And my buddy goes, well, yeah, I was putting it on. I was literally putting it on as I was driving. And he goes, well, you know, we're a, we're a very strict clicker ticket city. 
you know, you have to put your seatbelt on before you put your vehicle in drive. And my buddy goes, could you, could you please show me the statute on that? I'd love to see a statute on that, that I have to have my seatbelt on before my vehicle goes into drive or reverse. He goes, I don't, I don't have to answer that. I don't have to, I don't have to respond to that. You're getting a ticket. Because we're talking a seatbelt ticket because he didn't have a seatbelt on when he pulled out of the driveway. There are certain individuals, and please don't be like this cop. If you're in law enforcement, I respect a lot of law enforcement. Don't be this guy. This guy's a complete and total blithering idiot. Any type of law enforcement that acts like that where you have so many other things going on and you're going to pull people over on their lunch break when they're leaving for not having a seatbelt on is one of the most asinine, obscure, moronic things you can possibly do to a citizen. It's essentially paying your bills. But again, this is what happens when you start having individuals in courses of power and places of power that do not need to be there. They abuse it and they take things way further than they should, and they continue to go and take it further and further and further because well, I'm, I am the law. I am science, as Fauci said. You have to listen to me because I am science. You have to do what I tell you to do. No, actually, I don't. You know, hire the ticket clinic, get it dropped, take it to court if you have to. If it's, I told him, he told me, he's like, it's a $120 seatbelt ticket. He goes, I'm going to take it to court. He goes, I don't even care if I spend more money on it. He goes, I'm have an affidavit written. I'm doing everything just, just to prove a point now. I said, good, you need to. Drag him to court over it. I said, if you lose, you lose. You don't, you don't. I said, but at least you put up a fight for it. I said, because there's certain things that happen that have to be pushed back. And so many people stand by and they go, oh, I don't want to deal with that. It's too much conflict. It's a headache. I don't want to deal with it. I don't, don't want to deal with it. It's just easier to go along to get along. That mentality is a mentality of peasants. That mentality is a mentality of people that are ruled over by tyranny. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want any problems. I don't want any conflict. I'm just going to go along to get along. That's not how America was built. That's not how it grew. That's not how it became so prosperous. That's not how it became the freest country in the world. And that's not how we are intended to be from a constitutional republic, my friends. Question everything, especially when it doesn't make sense, especially when it doesn't seem right. Question everything. What do you think, Dan? I think if we don't question everything, Austin, we're going to fall into the line of being a peasant, exactly what you said. Because if we don't have the ability to question and ask why, then what in the world are we doing besides living under tyranny? It's like I told you, we have a stupid stop sign that they put in here in our neighborhood that nobody ever voted for. There's another city ordinance they put in place because they decided they deemed it so. Knowing everybody who's lived here for years and years and years, I mean, it's ridiculous. You go by the stop sign, literally nobody stops there. They all roll through it, everybody, because it's a stupid stop sign. But it was put there. And you're right. I got stopped one time going through the stop sign. I was rolling through it about half a mile an hour, and they pulled me over. And the police officer, you know, says to me, you know, you roll that through that, you roll through that stop sign. My response was, yeah, yeah, I did actually. I said I've lived here for a long time. I never voted on it, and it's there. And I was going slower than almost all the other people that rolled through it. So there you go. He looked me kind of funny. And I said, by the way, I'm also carrying a nine millimeter Glock 43X with fragmenting rounds. And just let you know that, you know, I have a concealed weapons permit. And he looked at me and he laughed and he goes, well, don't pull yours and I won't pull mine. I said, you got it, bud. And he came back a few minutes later. And he didn't even write me a warning. He says, look, he says, just stop at the stop sign. And we get a lot of complaints. So I said, the reason you're getting complaints is because nobody wants the stupid stop sign here. And I said, so it is what it is. But he was really, really a nice police officer. And he just let it go. Because I wasn't doing anything. I was rolling through the stop sign at half a mile an hour. And when I saw him and I had already rolled through it, I didn't slam on my brake and try to stop mid-intersection. I went ahead and just eased on through it. I knew he was going to come after me. 
I pulled down about two blocks, turned out a side street, so I wouldn't be sitting there with all my neighbors seeing me sitting out on the street with the, you know, the cop lights on, which is always some type of, you know, sign of shame. Shame, the lights are on you, especially not when they flip the sirens on too. That's just real perfect. But all of this stuff is something that we need to realize that we have to ask those questions. It's like Austin said, we don't have to be a peasant. You know, we can go to the school board meeting. We can go to the county commissioner meeting. We can go to the city commissioner meeting. We can go up there and we can protest. We still have our First Amendment right. Now, be careful. Be careful because they will put police in there because you're there. Just thought I'd mention that. And if you get belligerent, you start yelling or you go past your three minutes. Oh, my God, you've got three minutes. If you go past that, they may haul you off and put you outside. They may do that, too. So just be respectful and stay within the bounds of what the rules and regulations are while you're in their courtroom. Think about that for a second. It's not your house. You're in their courtroom. It's their rules. It's their regulations with their police standing there with you to make sure you comply. Kind of sounds like, you know, 1984 with George Orwell, doesn't it? This kind of sounds awful. Oh, one thing I didn't cover earlier when I was on my little rant. The reason they tell you in advance what they have to do, if you listen close, is because it's part of their religion. These guys have this whole next life thing tuned in, they believe. They believe that they're going to have a special plan of salvation. They believe they're going to be hanging out with Lucifer. They believe they're not going to go to the lake of fire. They have, you know, he's lied to them about all of it. That's why if you read in Isaiah chapter 15, 16, you know, Lucifer shows up and he's in chains. And all the world leaders are sitting there. They're all in chains. And they're saying to him, what the heck happened? You know, this wasn't supposed to happen. You know, what the heck did you drag us into? And I'm paraphrasing that. But you can read it yourself. And see, they have to tell you in advance because they believe in karma. Okay, they, they, they know the laws of sowing and reaping are real. And they know if they don't tell you in advance what they're going to do so you can say no, they have to pay for that on the other side of the veil. So they want you to agree to it. That's why all of the people that took the COVID shot had to sign the paper. I guess you could say they kind of signed it in their own blood, didn't they? You can't really say metaphorically. It was, well, I guess you could say metaphorically it was their own blood because they were signing that they were going to do something against their will, but they were doing it anyhow and signing off on it. This is what they have to do to you. It's part of the rules of engagements that we talked about in Angel Wars. They don't have the right to try to force you to do stuff in certain areas. There's rules of engagements. They've got to have your permission. And I've used this, this analogy before. We have every manner of pit viper in the United States pretty much here in Florida. I mean we have snakes that just will kill you dead. I mean we've got snakes that are so bad with these coral snakes and things rolling around that they'll just they'll, – they're neurotoxins. You're probably not going to make it to the hospital, not to mention a five-foot-long water moccasin that's going to dump a bunch of venom into you or some giant diamondback rattlesnake. Got all that. Copperheads, all of it. If someone comes to my front door and they have a basket and it's clear, I can see through it. And it's a big basket of slithering pit vipers, and they're all poisonous, and they're in this wrapped-up basket, and it's clear. And they say, here, somebody shipped you these snakes. We want you to sign for them. I ain't signing for it. I'm going to tell them, take your stinking pit vipers back and get rid of them. I don't want them. Go throw them in a furnace for all I care. I'm done. That's what I would say. The same thing is true, isn't it, when they come up and the vampire walks to your front door? Remember the old adage? They have to have permission to come in your house. You can tell them to go away. No, I'm not. As you walk around with clothes of garlic and a cross and everything else, you see these old movies. They've got to come in and ask you. They've got to, got to come to the front door. The answer is no, no, and no. Years ago, I'll tell you the story. I haven't told it to you in a couple of years. 
we had left town. We have we have security systems out the kazoo here, and one of our security systems went off while we were out of town. And it runs for a few minutes. It turns it off, but it called the police. So the police showed up. This is many years ago. So about a month later, they sent me a bill. They don't do this anymore. They stopped doing this. They sent me a bill for $50 because my security system had gone off, and I refused to pay it. So I'm not going to do that. It's part of the taxes that I pay. Well, you know, they sent me another one and another one, and they sent me a certified one. I didn't sign it. And finally, one day, a sheriff shows up at my front door. Kid you not. And he's a big boy, too. He's a big man. About six foot five, about 300 pounds. Knocks on the front door. I walk up to him. Look, I think I'm looking at, you know, the Jolly Green Giant. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, but what can I help you? He goes, yeah, we've got a paper you have to sign here that, you know, you had your security system go off and I'm delivering it to you and you have to sign it. I said, uh, no, I don't think so. You know, you have to sign it. I said, no, I don't. I don't have to sign anything because he's the jolly green giant. He's there to intimidate me, I guess. And I said, no, I'm not going to sign it. And he goes, well, if you don't sign it, I'm going to arrest you. I can't make this stuff up. And I said to him, I said, you want to go, you're going to arrest me for not giving you my signature. I said, that's interesting. I said, why don't you call your supervisor and ask him if that's a good move for you to do? And he goes, well, you know, he also remembers this. Yeah. And so, and so, so what happened is he goes, well, I don't have my radio with me. I said, well, you come in the house, you use my phone before you arrest me, before we start that, before we go down that path. And so we walk into the, into the, my, into, my, into Sharon's office and there's a big picture of me and President Bush and Sharon that we had taken at one of the seminars up on the wall, me and the former president. It was only, this is back in the nineties. And uh, he looked at the picture and he goes, that's you and President Bush. And I said, yes, me and President Bush. And I said, uh, that's before I knew he was a globalist, by the way. That's before I knew who he was. The picture's no longer up. Just mention that. And what was funny is, um, he goes, oh, and I said, why don't you call your boss up and ask him if you can arrest me for not signing the paper. So all of a sudden, so I'm in the other room, and he's got, he's got him on the speakerphone. And I hear his boss yelling at him, you cannot arrest somebody for not signing a paper. What is wrong with you? And he goes, are you in the man's house? Well, he says, just drop it off and get out. Okay, okay. So the Jolly Green Giant walks to the kitchen and lays the paperwork down and says, here's your paperwork. I said, okay, thanks. He goes, I didn't know your name. I said, no, I'm not giving you my name. I said, you're in my home. I've got rights here. You're in my house. I, said, I haven't been arrested. I'm not, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm in my home. You, know, you have no idea who I am. It doesn't make it who I am. And he goes, no problem, bud. I'm out of here. And he walked out the front door. Now, I was very respectful to him, and I was very nice to him, but I let him know that I was not going to allow him to come into my home and intimidate me. That's the same thing you have to do with the globalists. When you bring their fear porn into your home, when you bring their fear porn into your mind, when you watch their fear porn on Fox News or on CNN or NBC or ABC, and you allow them to program you, you're giving them permission to come into your home and be part of your life. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. And right after I did that with that giant, jolly green giant police officer, he ended up basically, you know, they, they stopped doing that to people. They stopped fighting them for that. Because it wasn't okay. It's part of our tax dollars to provide law enforcement for us. So always remember that. We still have rights in the United States of America. You know, Fulmer doesn't have any rights because Germany didn't have our kind of constitution because they're an occupied country still from what World War II happened to them with the Rothschilds writing their constitution like they did after World War I with the, with the Versailles Treaty. All of this stuff needs to be aware. We need to be aware of what's going on and what's happening around us. Always remember that. Maintain situational awareness, and no matter what, no matter what you do, pray. You pray out loud, because when you pray out loud, you create a scalar energy field that changes the fabric of space-time. I love you guys. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Look, you're exactly right, and this is why I've always encouraged people to make sure you understand your rights and what you do and don't have to do. I've learned that a long time ago. Nobody can force you. Come to your house and force you to sign a paper, just like they couldn't force you to sign off on getting the shot. 
people voluntarily put their signature down on the paper, on the form. I watched people do it. I, I was at Walgreens one time. I was at Walgreens filling out an ivermectin a prescription. And I remember people were coming in. I mean, just steady coming in, getting the shot, getting the shot. Getting the shot. Hey, when you fill out this form and sign it, fill out this form and sign it, fill out this form and sign it. They'd sit on the chair. they fill out their little form. they put all the information on it. they put their name at the bottom. Put the signature. You're signing. You're consenting over that shot. And that's exactly what they did to everybody. And so be very cautious of that. Very cautious of that when you're signing stuff, especially when it's medical stuff like that. Understand what you're signing and what you're looking at and read it. That's why I always tell people that are, that are parents, that are young parents, and they are still going to pediatrician's office. I said, be aware of this, what they're trying to get you to consent to and what you're signing off on and what they want you to do to your child. Understand and do your own research on it. I said, it's okay to say no about something to your child. Newsflash, that concept eludes a lot of people. But just because somebody says, we need to do something to your child right now, we need to inject your child, doesn't mean you have to say yes. That's just, that, it's a crazy concept to some people. I get it. Like, cause they've been so trained with a medical establishment, but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. It's your child. It's not theirs. And that's what they tried to do so much with the state and with the entire governmental system with COVID is they tried to make people think that you didn't have a right to say no. You didn't have a right to stand up and say, no, I don't want to get shot. No, 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 you, you don't have a right to say that. We're firing you. We're taking your livelihood away from you. And again, I told everybody, I said, this is going to go to court. This is going to get just drug out. But I promise you, it is going to come to light. And now you see in New York, he's in multiple states now, these lawsuits and hospitals and all these places across the country that have been in litigation now. They're having to pay back pay to people that got fired and terminated, especially, especially the ones. I told everybody this. I said, if you file a religious exemption, and they decline it and they terminate you. I said the next phone call is a law firm. The next phone call is a law firm, period. That's all you need to do. I said you cannot terminate somebody for having a strongly held religious belief. It is illegal. And that's why so many hospitals and so many businesses now have been sued into oblivion. And quite frankly, good riddance. They wanted to comply with tyranny. They wanted to go along with the mandate from OSHA that was illegal and that was never going to stick. OSHA never had the right to be able to do what they were going to do, and they never did. It was all fear porn. It was all to get people to consent through fear of threat and coercion. I told him, I said, OSHA cannot come in and start fining companies $20,000 per person that does not get an RNA gene therapy shot that is under emergency use authorization that does not have a full form on the vaccine insert. There is no full vaccine insert in those emergency use authorization shots. They do not have all the listed side effects in those insert shots. They cannot tell you you have to get a shot or else you're going to be terminated. And then find the company if they don't terminate you. All of it was illegal. That's why the Supreme Court completely threw it out immediately when it was the Supreme Court. But yet, you had companies that went along with it. Because they, why? They were scared. And they went along with the fear porn. And like Dad just said earlier, he made a very strong statement. When you turn on that television, you're consenting to bringing those things into your house. Whether or not you're watching some crazy, scary movie that you don't need to be watching, like these crazy movies like The Conjuring and all this weird crap they come up with, all satanic stuff, or you're watching CNN, which is equally as satanic in my opinion, with their psychological warfare they do. You're consenting to bring that in your house. The voices, the energy, the emotion, all of it is designed to elicit a certain response out of you and to change your direction in the way they want it to go. So be very, very cautious about that when it comes to news media, especially even – I've known people before. They just leave TV on for white noise in the house. 
That boggles my mind. That drives me up the wall. I'm too, I don't know, man, I'm too OCD for that. There's something I can't do with that. I don't want to hear people rambling on talking propaganda while I'm working. I just don't want to do it. I like to focus on what I'm working on. But be very cautious of that because remember, you're still hearing it subconsciously. Same thing they do with the drug commercials all the time. They constantly are putting this information. You may not care. You may not have restless leg syndrome. You may not have any issues that they have going on. But eventually, that subliminal advertising at some point is going to click something. And you're all suddenly going to go, oh. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Maybe I should ask my doctor about it. And you won't even know why you're making the decisions you are because you've been trained subconsciously through mind control. So be aware of that, my friends, and understand what they're doing to people and understand how it affects you. I appreciate you, my friends. I really do. Thank you again for all the emails I'm getting caught up on right now. Be sure to check out the Ultimate Multiple Powder on the short summer blast, excuse me, fall blast for November right now for over 15% off. And also to be sure to take advantage of the new product of the week that y'all voted and it won the one and only D3 10,000 K2, one of the best, strongest formulas on the market. Really, really helps out with the immune system, something that's crucial, especially coming into the winter season with, with whatever flu season they come up with, they decide to manufacture. And on top of that, a lot of people aren't getting as much sunlight. And so it's important to make sure you're taking adequate D3, especially in the wintertime. If you guys have any questions about it, feel free to give us a call or email us at healthmasters.com or 1-800-726-1834. I appreciate you guys today. Have a fantastic evening, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.